Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, before we talk about the snow, (laughs) tell us what we're listening to to start the show here. Little Led Zeppelin to kick off. It is Jimmy Page's 80th birthday. In case you wanted to start your Tuesday feeling really old, Jimmy Page, lead guitarist for Led Zeppelin, is 80. And if you want to feel a little bit younger, maybe one of the Backstreet Boys, A.J. McLean, is 46 today. So happy birthday to both of them. That matters a little more to me. Backstreet Boys is a little more my my time. And Dave he's Matthews. a year older than I am. So Dave Matthews also 57 today. So, yeah, birthday's all over the place. Um, so I woke up at midnight. It was not yet snowing. And I was a little disappointed by that. And I woke up at 2 a.m. and it was coming down like crazy. And it has not stopped since I woke up at that time. I say this because I have not had to drive in it. I am delighted that it has been snowing all morning. Oh, oh it's incredible. Oh, really, I feel like what we should do today is put a uh, sight up on KMBZ, just point a camera out my back window and play uh-huh. Christmas music over top of it. That's it. I mean, that would yeah. be the perfect zen kind of moment. It's, it's great Wait, to watch. Did you say Christmas music? Yeah, why not? I no. mean, I know Christmas is already no. gone, but still, it fits with the, no. with the winter Colin, weather no. pattern. No, don't listen <laughs> to anything he just said right there. No, no Christmas music. We can do, like, winter music. Like snow music, weather music, yeah. no Christmas music. Okay, that's that. fine. There you go. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Colin, I thought we were friends. It's always time for wham. Thought we were friends. Um, so we'll open up the phones, 913-586-7798. No, our text line does not get pictures. I know that's a pain. I wish it did. It would be easier. Feel free to tweet them to us or or whichever option works for you to let us know. It would appear as though Belton in our listening area is the winner in terms of amount. It looks like nine inches is what Belton got. And areas out that way. It looks like Lee Summit got pretty close to that. Raintree Lake, which I had to look up on a map, got eight inches. Um, Jeff Penner from Channel 41 just tweeted six and a half inches of snow in South Overland Park. We got about four inches on the plaza, but it hasn't stopped. Yeah, Since and I'm about morning. I'm about in that same boat as you are. I mean, I'm just kind of looking at my fence and seeing how much snow is piled mm-hmm. up on top of it. But yeah, it looks about that that four to five inches range, which is not bad. I mean, considering what was forecast yesterday and how much was being added to it. I will say they, they came by just as I got home from getting my shots yesterday, about four o'clock, four thirty, and they came by and pre-treated our little cul-de-sac. And it did nothing because the snow is still piled up out there. We haven't had the plows through yet either. Okay. To those of you who don't have power, I'm sorry. Oh, no kidding. That stinks. I know some of you were texting in. I know. I know as soon as I said I was excited about the snow. Yes, I sit here with power and a heater aimed at my feet. And I I know. 
Um, and it's been a rough morning power-wise. In fact, I was ready at some point for mine to go out because Raytown was out for a while. Maybe they still are. Um, and so it's like 40,000 so far that Evergy's got. I know not all of you have Evergy. Some of you have some of the others. But Evergy is the big one, and it's about 40, 45,000 out of power right now. Right, yeah, and that's something we were really concerned about because we had kind of planned on doing this and working from home as of yesterday just so that we would be able to get everybody. Now, unfortunately, a tip of the hat to our own Colin Settle. He doesn't have that option. He's he's Somebody's in the building be today. There. That's right. Somebody has to be there. But we were talking about this, went out and got an under, uninterruptible power supply just in case uh, we lost power. But around here in our neighborhood, all of the power lines are buried. So we don't tend to go out much. And I know that's not the case in a lot of the area where you still have the overhead power lines. And that seems to be where a lot of the trouble is concentrated. Again, 913-586-7798. Let us know what you got, what you're dealing with. If you, um, particularly with traffic today, if you can let us know safely uh, what wrecks you're seeing, it's going to be a day for it. I mean, this is just going to be a day where because the winds are picking up, today and so that's gonna that's gonna kill visibility um as you're out and about i'm just looking at the casey scout map and it looks like most of the wrecks are like southern half of the metro i-70 yeah. and south yeah and, and a so, lot of them are slide offs too i mean that's what yeah. we had kind of predicted yesterday that we're not seeing so many cars necessarily smashing into each other although that has happened and it, another reminder keep your distance keep it slow if you absolutely have to be out today just watch yourself put put that bubble around you and keep yourself safe but the slide offs are just happening almost constantly colin how was the drive-in from where you were it wasn't terrible um, I had a few instances of the slipping and sliding a little bit, but I I drove a bit more defensively than I usually do with my Good headlights man. on. Everyone out there, <laughs> yes, well done. Not um, your not your auto setting, yeah, the setting that puts the tail lights. The on. only issue I had was getting off of uh, Shawnee Mission Parkway to turn in, John. You know, to turn in that left turn to get to. into yeah. where we. Yep. Drive down that whatever this little road is here. That was EB. the only the uh, EBY EB. Okay. That yeah, mm -hmm. that was the only tough part because you have to cross over and I didn't know if I was gonna have traction and there are cars coming from the other direction. That was the only, you know, scary iffy part, but no, other than that, things were fine. Good deal. I have not left my house since I parked my car on Sunday evening after watching the Chiefs game. And I can't see it. It's rare, but it's down the street a little bit. I was trying to pay attention to um, the problem with living in a commercial area like this is that you try to give the plows room not just to do the roads, but this will be the time where people that are not moving their cars, snow is going to pile up over the, the parking lines. And so you're not going to know where the parking spaces are because they can't get in there and plow those out. Um, they've been out. The plows have been out. I don't I um, we have a in Casey Mo. you can follow the um, plows there's that plow tracker online so you can see where yes. they all are if you're curious about that we can find the website or just google kansas city plow tracker and it's probably there um and you can check it out i'll venture out this afternoon i'm not one to be um confined like this for very long so <laughs> i i canceled plans i had dinner plans last night that i canceled because you follow the direction of during rush hour don't be that person that's out when they don't need to be out but at two this afternoon i'll go out yeah, yeah well, and once the plows have bit. had a chance, right, yeah, sure, once they've had a chance to plow and to get the salt down on the roads again and make sure that everything is fairly dry, then why not? But 
I, I guess we're still looking at probably around noon or one today when this is yeah. supposed to stop and clear out. So by that time, at least, you know, you're not going to get any new accumulation. That was one thing we, we got in yesterday, like I said, between four and four thirty after getting everything we needed to get done done. And at that point, it was just let's close it up. We'll sit here. We'll be fine. And by the way, speaking of the plow tracker, why are we the only city that doesn't have awesome, cute names for our plows? Can I mean, please suggest do that. them. I know Feel free. we have a lot of plows. I mean, it would be a it because we talk about this. Kansas City is so I can't remember what the figure is. Are we somebody will know this. Are we the most spread out city in the country, like lane miles of anywhere oh, in the probably. country? Yeah, I think that's true. There's there's a fact about that. And I'm not getting the figure right. But in terms of having we're just not very densely packed in together for the population. We're, we're really spread out. So we've got a lot of uh, snow. Feel free to suggest names of snowplows. We'll pass them on to the mayor. He'll take our advice. Definitely. And he's got a sense of humor. I'm sure he'll probably go along with it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Turn on your headlights. I know some of you are texting. That means you're seeing people without your headlights on. Turn your headlights on. Absolutely. Let's talk about schools for a second. Um, so I wasn't paying a ton of attention to this. I guess I just assumed this was going to be a snow, nobody in school, nobody in virtual school day. Because why not? But apparently some kids are doing virtual learning today, which I'm sure parents, you are absolutely thrilled about that. Yeah, and I'm sure the kids are absolutely dejected about it. It's it's another great thing that that we all enjoyed through our childhood that we're taking away from our own kids. And I get it. Kids have to be in school and you don't want to go adding days to the end of the year if you don't have to and all of that. But there's something magic about a snow day. You mentioned it yesterday. I mean, when we were kids sitting there with a little transistor radio going, come on, come on, <laughs> you know, tell us that our school is out today. And and then there was that moment of celebration when you finally got word, you know, when they said Kenmore public and parochial schools are closed. And I went, yes, that doesn't it's starting not to mean anything anymore. And I, I would love to see that come back. I, I don't know. It just seems like the snow day. There's even a movie that came out in the mm -hmm. late 90s or early 2000s that was a nothing movie, but it was called Snow Day. And that's all it was, was about that joy of finding out that you had that free day off because of snow. And, and I would hate to take that away. I'd hate to see that go away forever. This is really good snow. Somebody called it heart attack snow. Uh, one of the meteorologists did. To oh, put yeah. it, it's a, but it's really good snow for snowmen. It's really good snow for building stuff out of, for the kids to be out. I, I joked a little bit. Um, I assume parents hate this. I assume parents, um, because this is reminding us of COVID days where you are at home, you're, you might be working at home. Like your, your company might've said work remotely. There is no one to supervise your kids as they work virtually, or you had to go in and your kids are little or whatever or younger and need to be supervised while working remotely, which is or going to school remotely, which is harder than just getting a sitter and letting them play all day. You know, sure. Oh, yeah. Um, if, feel if free to give us a call. Is, How do you feel if, about it? If all you need is just that that pair of eyes that's a little more mature than the kids are just keeping an eye on them and making sure that they don't do anything dangerous. That's that's a whole lot easier to accomplish. But yeah, there's just something. Maybe it's just sentimentality, but sentimentality is a real thing. And if I were teaching, it would annoy me because every, get, have a day off because that also means they have to put lesson plans together. Their lesson plans are probably done. I don't know from day to day how much teachers can just turn those into virtual learning. Not everything translates really quickly. Let them have the day. If we get to March and we're still having snow days, 
okay, then let's have a conversation about, you know, because we're getting closer to the end of school year, having it be virtual. But parents, how do you feel about that? 913-586-7798. Yeah, one Tuesday in January isn't going to wreck it for everybody. And, and I want to mention real quick something that you had pointed out before the show, also on the weather track, but far, far away from here, that the southeast is having a very, very rough time this morning. There were tornado warnings in Atlanta? Atlanta Airport. I don't know if they had to shut down, but the Atlanta Airport, which is one of the busiest in the world and certainly one of the busiest in the U.S., I don't know if it had to shut down, but it definitely there were tornado warnings out for where the airport is. So I'm sure they had trouble with flights. And, John, I just sent you um, pictures out of Panama City, Florida, Panama wow. City Beach, uh, yeah, because they had, a, they had a tornado this morning. Looking at them right now, yeah, Bay County. And this that doesn't happen. I mean, tornadoes in Florida, the only time you see tornadic activity in Florida most of the time is spun off at the end of a hurricane because the winds yes. are right out way on the outskirts of those things. But the idea that a storm that would come through would be powerful enough, especially in January, to cause that kind of damage and to have a tornado. Now, Panama City, if you don't know the geography at all, that's Bay County is way up in the panhandle. So you're talking west of Tallahassee in the panhandle of Florida, uh, just south of the Alabama border. So it's it's close enough, I guess, to the, the middle part of the country that this is the kind of thing that's going to happen now. But yeah, it looks like some uh, a decent amount of damage. I'll be interested to find out what the F scale rating on that tornado was. I also want to point out here that Thursday then is when the next system Thursday seems like so far away right now. Like, let's get us through this one. Yeah. But Thursday <laughs> is when the next storm comes in. And that's when temperatures are going to plummet. This is going to be just a, just not an amazing week for weather. Winds are picking up today, so several of you have said this afternoon is going to be bad for wind. Visibility will stink. And then Thursday is when another storm system comes in. We're going to get more snow, and then temperatures are going to drop. And that Chiefs game on Saturday is, I mean, it's going to be single digits for that game. If that, yeah, if it's yeah. not below zero single digits, but either way, as as the, uh, I guess the good thing about that, that, well, the Chiefs are playing the night game, so conceivably throughout the game, it's going to get colder because the darkness is going to set in and all of that, and I, I mean, again, remember, take the positive out of that. We're playing the team from South Florida, so What'd you welcome call it to yesterday? Kansas City, guys. Squish the fish. <laughs> I need to write that down because I like that. That's funny. 913 586 Let us know what you're seeing out there, how your night was, if you don't have power, if you were ready for it. You know, I said last night, make sure to charge your devices. I, I, the, one of the smartest things I did in a while was before my trip, I bought two um, portable power packs or whatever those things are. How I never had one, I, I don't know, but for my phone, just to keep my phone and laptop charged if necessary so um so yeah give us a call let us know how things are going out there and we'll certainly keep you posted as we go through the day today uh, coming up we have go ahead just let me add one thing real quick about that storm system in florida that, that knocked off that tornado in panama city just got this in a tweet from paul delegato from channel 13 in tampa said there are some arrival time differences between various models but it looks like the worst weather for central florida will be between 3 and 8 p.m today they're expecting that same squall line to go through the bay area sometime this afternoon and it looks like it's going to be just as strong if not stronger we could see more out of florida today in terms of tornadoes we'll keep an eye on it too and we'll see too what ended up happening in atlanta i mean that's a pretty densely populated area to have it all right we'll take a break coming up uh, we now know what alaska airlines passengers who were on a plane i heard him say it with abc news anything that wasn't bolted down was going to be sucked out that door we now know what they're going to get from alaska airlines for that trouble we'll get to that more coming up here on kmbz
913-586-7798. John, where is Mariana, Florida, or Mount or Fountain, Florida? Uh, Fountain is down south. Mariana, I'm not sure that's a new one on me. Okay, I just sent you a link that's showing us we're, in addition to the weather that we have been getting here, uh, tornado has hit Florida. Um, Panama City Beach is what we were looking at before. And my radar weather is a Twitter account that I follow, and it just says tornado damage captured early this morning by drone in Mariana and Fountain, Florida. Okay, yeah, pardon me. But Fountain, I was thinking Fountain Blow, which is down south. Fountain is north of Panama City, so it's in that same area. Uh, if you go... North from Panama City, you hit Fountain and then Mariana. And if you take a right and head east from there, you're in Tallahassee. I mean, we're just looking at the kind of tornado damage we are very familiar with here, given how many times we see it. But I mean, semi-trucks turned over, mobile home parks destroyed, debris everywhere. Um, And I'm not hearing anything yet about injuries or worse yet. So we'll see uh, what comes out of that. Um, you were watching Channel 9 last night. Wanted to throw that in really fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of a funny story. They were doing such a great job. I mean, just covering the area. They had all their reporters out in cars going through and, and showing where the problem spots were. And Peyton Headley was in one of the trucks and accidentally invented a new word. She got snow and slush screwed up and said snush on the air, <laughs> which okay. I kind of like. I, I think we need to adopt that and tweeted out that she had invented a new word. And she got back to me this morning and said, yeah, words are hard. <laughs> so- we know. Oh, believe me. <laughs> yes. So thank you, Peyton, for having a sense of humor and for inventing a brand new word. We definitely know for sure. Okay. We are learning a little bit more about the 737 MAX 9 and about um, other airlines and, and Alaska had found other problems before this. But I want to start with uh, the compensation that Alaska Airlines is starting with before the lawsuits that they're going to have to pay out. And it's going to ring familiar based on what Japan Airlines paid their passengers when they collided with a Coast Guard plane. Yeah, here we were just 24 hours ago, kind of poking at Japan Airlines a little bit because the plane that they had that landed and crashed into another plane on the runway, even though that probably wasn't their fault, the plane burned and they got everybody off, but it was a terribly dramatic and and nerve-wracking event. And we said, okay, so for that, the passengers are getting about $1,375. That's all. So now we find out that, uh, yeah, Alaska Airlines isn't a whole lot more generous than that. It included a ticket refund, as if that's something we should even have to mention. Right. Uh, They're offering $1,500, and that's it. Yeah, Um, you almost got sucked out of an airplane, but here's $1,500. We good? Near-death experience, even, I mean, is what someone's calling it. Uh, There is a law firm that's representing Alaska Airlines passengers, and he's going to get rich soon. Um, As a moral matter, they call it, $1,500 per passenger for emotional distress. Here's a question that I, I think I know the answer to, but I'm not positive, and somebody will probably know it more accurately than I will. If you take that $1,500, does that have any bearing on whether you're able to take part in a lawsuit later? It's a valid question, and I don't know the answer. Because I know there are times where if you accept compensation, then you're done. I don't think this is one of them. I think you can still sue, but I would definitely, I mean, before I took that money and cashed that check, I would have a long conversation with my attorney to make sure that's not locking me out of anything. A partner that's representing Alaska Airlines passengers said he would not be surprised if lawsuits begin rolling in as early as today. Yeah, you've got a pretty easy case to make there. Yeah, 1500 bucks. I mean, 
that's the amount that you can get. Like if you just keep holding out, if they need to bump people from a flight and they'll pay you to buy that goes up to 1500 bucks sometimes. Oh, easy. Sure. And I mean, as far as the ticket refund goes, that's kind of necessary. I mean, they yeah. didn't take them anywhere. <laughs> they they, they right. took off from Portland and landed in Portland. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's about that's it. That's about it. Um, one of the other things that was just terrifying about this, I heard in an interview this morning, not with the passenger who had his shirt ripped off, but with the woman who assisted him. Mm hmm. And it was incredible because the one thing that you don't put together until you're there and one of the biggest hindrances that they had to to making sure that everything was okay on that plane is that when that door blew off it's loud oh i bet i mean nobody could hear anything so the pilots got on the speaker but the flight attendants couldn't hear them so i mean they heard like the charlie brown teacher voice but they couldn't understand any words or anything like that and the woman who helped the teenager who had the shirt ripped off that was in one of the seats right next to where the door plug blew off they had to communicate back and forth with each other using the notes app oh wow wow okay yeah because you don't have um when do you lose wi-fi when do you lose the ability to use your phone at what is it 10,000 feet? Uh, well, unless you unless you buy data? it. Up, yeah, inside the plane, you, you can yeah. buy the airlines version of it. But yeah, it's it's not very high, but they just I mean, you could be right next to somebody screaming in their ear and they would not be able to hear you. Uh, we need to get to a break here, but uh, we have more to talk about with this, as expected, with the grounding of the 737 MAX 9s with no warning whatsoever. We have people that are stranded now. Get to that coming up on KMBZ. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back in here. Talk about the latest with the 737 MAX 9. Uh, here's the good news. Only two U.S. airlines fly that airplane. Alaska is one of them, and United's the other one. So that means the cancellations aren't as bad as it could be if it was like Southwest or American or Delta, but it's still bad and they're piling up. Uh, the points guy said this morning that uh, it was 713 flights that were canceled Saturday and Sunday. Hundreds more were canceled as of yesterday afternoon. So while the planes are grounded, I don't know how far out they're gonna cancel flights, but you need to look and see what kind of airplane you've got if you're on either of those. No doubt. And there are a couple of other things about that plane specifically that we've learned over the past 48 hours that are just head shaking. I mean, first, we mentioned yesterday that that particular airplane had been taken out of 
over the Pacific service. They weren't going to fly that one back and forth to Hawaii anymore because three times in a very short period of time, it had popped a warning light for depressurization. And one of the representatives from the airline came out this morning and said, well, yeah, but, you know, that particular light's not usually that big a deal. And we don't even know if it was related directly to the fact that the door plug blew off. And I'm thinking, I'm going to go with, yeah, it was. I just, you know, when you suffer explosive depressurization and you had a depressurization warning light go on three times, I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, they were probably related to each other. Uh, the other thing we learned about the pilot, the cockpit door, is that it apparently is designed to open, I can't remember what the term was, but when there's cabin depressurization like that, it's designed to open like it did oh, really? what it was supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah, because we had heard that it slammed into the lavatory door when it mm -hmm. because it opened so fast. And you know that after September 11th, all the planes now have that reinforced bulkhead and the reinforced cabin door. So it was surprising that it opened at all. That's good to know that it was supposed to do that. Yeah. So with all of the cancellations of flights, I'm sort of surprised we haven't heard more stories like this of the people that were supposed to take a 737 MAX 9 home and can't now. Right. Uh, yes, yeah, specifically. <laughs> and I don't you know how much for him, don't you? <laughs> I, I don't know how much sympathy I'm supposed to garner for these folks, but there there's a family that was hi highlighted, spotlighted by NBC News because they were stranded. The Colorado family and they all took a family vacation together. This is mom, dad and the kids. And they went down to Montego Bay, Jamaica, and they're stranded there. I mean, isn't anybody going to help those people? They're stranded in Jamaica. <laughs> um, but probably with school and jobs to get back to and uh -huh. lives they need to return to and bosses that are only going to be so understanding for a while. What stinks about this is that they were on the plane ready to go. Yes when they right. found out that it was going to be canceled it was grounded yeah while they were on the tarmac and lane nelson who is the dad in this family he's a senior project uh, ridge academy high school in broomfield and uh yeah they interviewed him they talked to him a little bit about this and he said we really can't enjoy ourselves here even though we know we're in a nice place because we don't know when we're going home we don't know what's going on we know nothing and i'm thinking dude get yourself a nice drink with an umbrella in it hit the beach and they'll call you when the plane's ready to go um but we don't know when that's gonna be it could be <laughs> okay. it, who knows who knows when that could be uh, if it's me i want to get home I, if, if it's me, somebody in that family now has to have the job of figuring out, I don't know how many flights there are back from Montego Bay, Jamaica, but it's, it's not, you know, the middle East. I mean, there are flights That's that come true. back. So I don't, and I don't, and I don't know how many max nines Alaska airlines flies to Montego Bay. It's possible they're done with Alaska airlines now, but there are other flights certainly that they can take. Um, they said, I, yeah, it just stinks that it happened while they were like the pilot just came out and said, we've been grounded. We can't go anywhere. Get out. Um, United bust people to, is this United or Alaska? I keep saying Alaska airlines. I think, it's, I think they were on United. This was United. Yeah. Um, United bust people to a hotel a couple of hours away. You couldn't find a hotel closer than a couple hours away in Montego Bay. It's January. They, they may have been booked. booked. Yeah. Um, they decided to stay near the airport. They finally got an update from the airline on Saturday night. They said so far the only action they've taken 
is to book us on a flight a week later than we were supposed to go home. <laughs> well, see, then now you know when you're supposed to go home. Go grab a drink with a little umbrella in it. Hit the beach. We'll see you in a week. And I mean, their prize once they get on the plane is that they get to leave Montego Bay and go back to Colorado in January. I'm only okay with that if United is paying my hotel for the next week. They may have to. If that's what United is doing is 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 keeping you there for another week because that's the soonest they can get you back, they need to then be paying for my next week of vacation. Yep. For that. Otherwise, United needs to knock on the door of American Airlines and say, hey, American. We got can, six people down here. Can yeah, you give us you a hand? You got some seats? Can, can, can we put some seats, uh, some people on your flight? So we will hear more about that. Probably people that are stranded in less um, appealing places. Um, the other airlines that we know of, again, the Max 9 isn't, it's so new that there's not a ton of them out there, but uh, Copa Airlines, which is based in Panama and flies mostly just to Central and South America, and Aeromexico, that can end up being an issue. In fact, I'm surprised we're not hearing about Aeromexico flights. They may just keep, who knows? They might just keep them in the air. Who knows? They, they may only have five of them. I mean, for yeah. all we know, it may not be that that large number of planes that they're dealing with. But the, in terms of the investigation so far, the other bit of news that's come out is that immediately after the grounding happened, they started going through a lot of other 737 MAX 9s. And they checked that door plug and other door plugs <laughs> along the sides of the airplane. And they started finding that the bolts weren't tight. On a lot of them. Yeah. Um, I want to say it was like five more Alaska Airlines planes, and I don't have the United the number for United in front of me, but I think it was five for Alaska that, Airlines. I mean, you don't know if they were not tightened at the factory or if there's something about the way that plane vibrates that those bolts are likely to vibrate loose. But either way, I mean, are we not using lock washers on those? It seems like that might not be a bad idea. Make sure that there's nothing that's going to cause that bolt to come loose on its own. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Um, the NTSB did their latest update last night. It was like, because I was laying in bed. It was like 9 p.m. Central Time. Um, yeah, so now we're just waiting to see what happens. Oh, the other thing we were going to mention. Um, of course, now there are calls for a congressional committee hearing with yes. the FAA and with Alaska Airlines to come in. And you guys have some explaining to do about what the heck is going on here. So we'll see if they uh, end up doing that. Really quick, let's talk about Fort Worth. It's just been a week. It's just been a week for things. This happened right after we got, um, I don't think it was right after we got off the air, but it was yesterday evening. I was following it Yeah, uh, with the explosion that happened an there. Ex right, an explosion at a hotel. This is an historic hotel in downtown Fort Worth. Uh, they said that there were injuries uh, amounting in the 20s. And as, as far as I know right now, no reported deaths, unless you've seen something that I haven't so far this morning, I which is... Nope. Again, amazing. Like we were talking about with the, the building that fell down in uh, in New York a couple of weeks ago, that how does that happen? That catastrophic event happened and nobody is killed. They said 21 people injured as a result of the explosion. One patient reported as critically injured and four are seriously injured. All the others suffered minor injuries, but still investigating the cause of the blast. Uh, I mean, the suspicion's always going to be natural gas, but we don't know for sure yet. I was just going to see if there were any other updates. No, one of those was critically injured. Two was serious. But that was the latest update. So scary in a hotel. They said 26 rooms were occupied at the time. So yeah. and and it was 3.30 if, in the afternoon. Yeah, you wonder if maybe the age of the building didn't have something to do with it.
Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll take a break. Still to come this hour, we have an update on ticket prices for the playoffs and for the Super Bowl. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Happy to have you with us here as they are uh, working to get the roads clear. It's still snowing a little bit here. Uh, should taper off by about noon. Plows are out. They're working on it. Uh, but feel free, 913-586-7798. Let us know um, how bad it is where you are, particularly if you haven't. If it's a wreck you haven't heard us mention, and you can tell us safely, the wind's going to be the problem this afternoon. And I'll just say again, turn your headlights on. Please. And don't be yes. that guy. Don't be that guy. <laughs> whoever yeah, whoever you- that guy is, don't be that guy. And it's it's for your own benefit, too. I mean, having your headlights on means that your taillights go on, and that means the people behind you can see you better, and they're less likely to slide into you. Yes, absolutely. Okay, let's talk a little, uh, talk a little NFL here. Uh, Channel 9 did the legwork to see what ticket prices were going for if you were still making plans and thought about going to the playoffs or the Super Bowl. Yeah, they did some looking around. Now, the Super Bowl tickets are, is, as you might expect them to be, in the $6,000 and up range. In fact, they found some on Ticketmaster. They said for the bargain basement price of $10,250 each. Each. <laughs> so if you're looking to go to the big dance, that's what it's going to cost you. The good news is that in terms of this weekend, this super wild card weekend that we have coming up, the ticket prices are nowhere near that expensive. Uh, and curiously enough, the most expensive ones are the Detroit Lions. Detroit doesn't get to go to the playoffs very often. So when okay. they do, and they've had a really, really good year, everybody in Detroit gets really excited about it. So they're the highest among them with an average price of around $430. They said 406 at StubHub, 414 at Vivid Seats, and 484 at Ticketmaster. But if you want to go to the Chiefs game, here's the really good news. These are the lowest prices of all. They said they found Vivid Seats tickets at $76 a piece, 85 at StubHub, 90 at Ticketmaster. And then the other games hover anywhere between $150 and $200. So we've got the cheapest of all of them. John, do you know of those three services, which has the lowest fees? Like if you I were don't. to pick between Ticketmaster, Vivid Seats, and StubHub, somebody let me know. I'm curious. I mean, there's a, there's a $15 difference, but does Ticketmaster have you know, vastly different fees than the others? Ticketmaster is famous for all of their tickets on having the highest fees out there in the industry. My Mm -hmm. son, I don't know that this means anything, but he normally, see, I've never bought tickets from any of these, so I'm not sure. But uh, in terms of the the seats that he usually gets for the hockey games, he'll go to StubHub first. And I think that's why. I think because their fees may be a little bit lower. I use SeatGeek. That's the, the app and the service that I use, and their fees are usually pretty, I wouldn't say low, they're reasonable compared to okay. the other ones. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Um, and well, yeah, maybe we can check SeatGeek to see what the Chiefs tickets are going for there. And you wonder, I mean, how much of that is that the Chiefs are just supposed to absolutely stomp Miami this weekend? <laughs> right. Or how much of it is the fact that it's going to be zero degrees when they kick off? <laughs> you know, nobody wants to sit out there. it's a Saturday night. That's true. You know, no work on Sunday. So at least if you're going to go, gosh, tailgating is going to be freezing. And, but and they know the how way, to do it. Yeah, and and by the way, I I throw this out just to the universe that, yes, if you're planning on going, having that little nip of brandy or something like that makes you feel warmer. The bad news is it actually makes your body cooler. You don't retain heat as well because your blood vessels dilate. So it's not good for you. If you're thinking, I'll just have a couple of drinks, I'll be nice and warm. That's an easy way to get frostbite, especially when it's that cold. I don't think those people are doing brandy. 
I, I think that's <laughs> probably a little shot of vodka, maybe shot yeah, of whiskey, whatevs, you know. But <laughs> vodka and Red Bull, yeah. <laughs> Fireball. You know what? It's funny you say that. I have never had brandy in my life. I have no idea. I what have. It's it's fermented wine, right? It's like they it's take sweet. wine and then okay, all right. That it's was like, just... it's what like on the Titanic. It's what they were drinking as they were smoking their cigars. Yes, you re- you retire to the to go smoke cigars and sip brandy. But it's one of those things that I'd always heard of that that was like that's what makes you warm up the fastest is a little you know a little shot of brandy. And I thought, okay, well, why not that? But you're right. I don't know if there's a lot of uh, a lot of brandy going around at the Chiefs game. <laughs> uh, Super Bowl tickets then depends on where you want to look. Yep, it's all over the board. Can be um, down as low as about six thousand dollars. Sixty-one fifty-eight from Vivid Seats was the lowest ones that they found so far. Now keep in mind too, they don't say where these seats are located in the stadium. So that six thousand dollars or sixty-one hundred dollars seat may put you in the upper bowl in the end zone or over mm-hmm. in a corner somewhere. The real good seats for the Super Bowl, if you're talking fifty-yard line, I don't know what that number is, but it's got to be in the fifty thousand dollar range. Okay, we're getting a ton of questions again about where the game is going to be this weekend. It will be on channel 41. Yes. Right. You don't have to have Peacock to get it. Right. We and Miami are the only two markets in the country that get the game on our local NBC stations. Channel 41 will have it here. Whatever the NBC affiliate is in Miami, they'll have it there. Everybody else has to have Peacock. And I was watching a little bit. Some of my friends from over in St. Louis are grumbling a lot about the fact that they're not going to be able to watch the game because they don't have Peacock. I mean, your other option is always head to a sports bar because they'll have it on. But if you don't want to spend the money and you'd rather stay home, I understand. Or you can listen to the radio because it'll be there too. True that. You know, can have that. Uh, Real quick, while we have a couple of minutes here to talk about the latest with the Royals and the Chiefs, uh, the Jackson County Legislature accomplished something yesterday and did in fact vote, it was eight to one, uh, to put the three eight cent sales tax extension on the ballot in April. Yes, so that happened much more quickly than we thought. They must have had that language at the ready and they just put it up to a vote and said, okay, let's go and eight to one. It was clear that it was gonna pass. Uh, I'm a little surprised that it didn't pass unanimously and I wonder who that one vote is. Megan Marshall. Okay. Who the heck is Megan Marshall? <laughs> Some sports hater, apparently. But uh, even even that, I mean, eight to one is still a lot of support. Now, what remains to be seen is what the support's going to be like when it goes to a vote in Jackson County. But I have a feeling since it's already being paid and it's not a new tax, if if they're smart and they really want this to pass, they're going to pound that message home between now and November is just remind people again and again and again. This is not a new tax. You are already paying this. All it does is extend it out 40 years from now. So here's what I assume is going to happen timeline wise. That vote is in April. April and we are not, not going November, to. Yeah. Oh, no, that's okay. We are not going to hear anything out of John Sherman and the Royals until after that vote. Remember how we thought we were yeah. going to hear in September where it's going to go? No, I think at this point we don't hear anything more um, solid until after we know if that vote passes. It'll be middle of April, end of April before we hear anything. Now, that doesn't mean and and I think you're right about that, but that doesn't mean that the that there aren't going to be more calls for clarity on exactly how that money is going to be spent. In fact, they're already happening. Mm -hmm. Editorials are already being written about how, okay, great. We understand you want to you're going to stay in Jackson County. You've committed to staying in Jackson County. If that three eight cent sales tax extension goes through, if that's voted up by the voters, 
but you need to tell us right now, where are you going to go? Where's the stadium going to be? You need to give people the information so that they know not only what they're voting on in terms of what it's going to cost them, but in terms of what it's going to gain them. That's a really good point, actually. Maybe I should take back what I said. Um, Yes, absolutely. Quite frankly, um, John Sherman should be involved in the lobbying effort to get that vote to pass and do more public meetings and and so that he can tell people, if you pass it, here's how we will spend it. Um, Now, did did the public ask those kinds of questions every time it's been extended so far about exactly where the money was going? But this time we're going to care more. Yeah, and and I but I think even though I think that that may be the smarter play, if I had if I were a betting man, I would put my money on. We're not going to hear very much from the Royals directly until after that vote. I think you were right about that. It, it, again, whether that's the right way to play it, I think what you do is you have your surrogates out there in terms of you know, people that you're friendly with in the uh, in the in the county board, in the county legislature, people that you're friendly with inside the city of Kansas City, the mayor, have them go out there, do your work for you, and sell this one to the voters. So we'll see. Um, I'm I'm just glad they accomplished it. I'm just glad the vote passed. Now, Frank White could still veto it, I think. I'll have to see exactly what those details are, but he was tweeting about that yesterday. So we'll just leave it with the good news that we've got. All right, coming up in the next hour, we have talked before about trucks. We've had problems here with big trucks securing the load they've got on the back. Horrible situation when somebody didn't. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.